We've talked about this house a little bit when we went over the rising signs, but let's just take a fresh look at it. The first house is generally referred to as the rising or the ascendant. This comes from the fact that the first house deals with one region of the chart that has the horizon line in it, particularly the part where the sun becomes visible due to it rising in the east. So the sun rises over the horizon, hence your rising sign. But in the Hellenistic tradition, it claims a different name. It's referred to as the helm. If you have any boat knowledge, your mind may go to the wheel of a ship, which it would be accurate to think of it in those terms because oftentimes the first house is guiding our chart in some type of way. The first house is often referred to as the place of the self or even the house of self. This is because the first house literally is all about the native. It's the one house where all the focus is on the person or the event that the birth chart belongs to. Mercury has its joy in the first house. And to me, this makes perfect sense. Mercury is a bit of a world traveler, and I don't mean that in a catches flights not feelings kind of way. I mean that Mercury has the ability to travel from the heavens to the physical. Mercury spans realms. If we look at how the first house is positioned, it makes even more sense. Above the first house is the twelfth house. The twelfth is said to be the subconscious. It's a place that's not very physical, and it exists much more in a mental or karmic type place. Then we have the second house below the first house. The second is a very physical place. It's much more grounded in the physical world, and it has to do with our own physical manifestations. So if we put that all together, We have Mercury, a planet that acts as a go-between for the two worlds, experiencing its joy in the first house. It also makes sense when we look at it from a sect point of view, because remember, when we figure out the sect of our chart, Mercury is said to be more neutral. It can either be a morning star or an evening star based on whether it rises before or after the sun. But overall, it's neutral because it can travel between both day and night, both sun and moon, both conscious and subconscious, both heaven and earth. Now let's get to the first house significations. Since we know that this is the helm and the house of the self, we can guess that it's going to have something to do with one, the path or direction of our lives, and two, our actual physical body and characteristics. The first house is an angular house, making it very important in the birth chart. And I mean, yeah, of course it's important. It's literally considered the beginning of your life. The exact degree of your ascendant is said to be the starting point of your life. It's even considered the point at which the soul enters the body by some people, which again, going back to the first house being sandwiched between the 12th and the second, it makes so much sense. It's the point at which the spirit and the physical merge together to create who you are or what that event is, whatever the birth chart belongs to. Some other significations for this house are physical body and appearance. It's a very physical house, not as much as the second house is, but more in the sense of how you relate to your self-image and how you view your own body. 
relationship to self and to body is important here. It's really about, I don't want to say the first house definitely shapes what you look like, but in a sense, it does have influence over that. It's also how others view you and what you're willing to show them. The native's outward character or personality is said to be in this house, and notice how I said outward personality. This house isn't really all that deep. Yes, it has to do with our sense of self, but it's our sense of self that's more on the surface. It's how we present and what we want to be perceived as. And that's why I also say what you're willing to show to other people just outright. Our mannerisms and general demeanor can also be indicated from the first house. You babes know my Aries moon is very much large and in charge, but when it comes to manners and how I present myself, that is all my Libra rising. People need to remember their fucking manners when they're around me. Please and thank you go a long way. And I just really don't like when people are rude or gross or crude in any sort of way. I cannot tell you how much I truly dislike crude humor. Like it just like, I cannot stand it. I don't think it's funny. I will just like straight face it. And maybe that makes me stuffy, but I can't help it. I do not like rude, crude, or cringy things. That seems really contradictory for my Aries moon and even all that crazy Sagittarius energy I have going on in my chart. You would think I would be totally down to clown with like whatever, but that Libra rising really just lays down the law and demands to be presented in a particular way and to uphold certain standards. And it just, social niceties, normal, normalities, whatever the word is, things like that matter to me. I just think that we should all be really nice to each other. <laughs> That's what it kind of comes down to. And it's actually kind of a pain in my ass sometimes because I just think that everyone should be respected. I know people think that Libra Risings, that whole like being nice is fake. It's not fucking fake. What it is, is it's just normal human decency. I think everybody should be kind to everyone, whether they're an asshole or not. I'm sorry. That's just what I feel and I can't help it because that's how my rising presents. It's like, okay, why do we have to be mean to people even if we don't like them? Why? There's no reason for it. Just be kind or don't say anything at all. I think, wasn't that in Bambi? I don't know. That wasn't in Bambi. Maybe it was. I don't know. Something, the phrase of like, you know, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. I don't know why Bambi came to mind for some reason. I think Thumper and that skunk had something to do with it. I don't know. Babes, fact check me on that one. But for some reason, Bambi came to mind and just like being polite, like don't be rude. So it can be tough sometimes to have all this intense fire energy underneath. And oftentimes it doesn't present what I'm actually feeling, (laughs) but that's how my rising is. It takes a little bit until you get through and then you kind of feel the fire. I also like to think of this house as uh, what we aspire towards. And I definitely went over this in more detail in the rising sign episodes, but basically our rising is a quality that we're aspiring towards obtaining an understanding about ourselves throughout our life. And if you want more detail on that, then just go listen to your rising sign episodes. I explain them in a lot more detail there. But even what I was just speaking to about me saying, 
be nice to everybody, like just be kind. That is something I really strive for and towards. I really try to take the middle path, the middle way, which that's a very Buddhist concept. I really try to take that middle path of, okay, I may not like you and you may not like me, so uh, that doesn't mean we have to be nasty to each other. Or if there is some ugliness in the world, like I don't have to contribute to it. It's a very middle of the road type way. And I know that's annoying for some people, but I just, that's how I am. I can't help it. Balance in everything. Balance, balance, balance. And that's what I strive for in my life is balance, which makes sense. Libra, the scales, that's me. So to sum this all up, the first house in Hellenistic astrology is called the helm. And that's basically because it's essentially guiding our charts. And it also sets up how the rest of the houses after it are going to configure. Mercury has its joy here. And we can think of this house as a place of the self. It's truly a house that is all about us. It's our physical bodies, our attitudes, our characteristics, and even the image that we project out into the world. To bring a Jungian psychology term into the mix, the first house can be considered our persona. It's our persona because it's a collection of ideas and notions about ourselves that we put out into the world. The first house is essentially the story we tell about who we are. And that's not to say that the story's made up, because it's not. It's like knowing someone as a casual friend and then knowing them as a best friend. All the stuff you learned in the beginning was valid, it's just that there's more underneath. When we first meet people, let, let's, let's talk about it this way. When you first meet someone, you're meeting generally, for the most part, their persona. And we often think of it as kind of weird and odd when someone doesn't show us our persona. Have you ever met someone who, like, the first time you ever met them, they just word vomited their entire life at you? Like, they told you really intimate things, and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, it was just like too much, too fast, all at once. Like, you learned everything about them, and you're like, oh, this person overshares. And we tend to think of that as kind of a weird thing for someone that you just met. So don't think of the persona as a weird or fake or bad thing. The persona is just what it is. It's like, okay, this is who I am. This is the cover of my book. If you would like to read the book, then you will find out more. And then those people who are oversharers or the ones that lay it all out there, there's one of two reasons for that, but we'll get into that in a minute. But those are people who the book is just like sprawled, laid open in chapter 30 already, like in the middle of the book, and they just throw you into the mix of it and you have no background, you got no prologue, you got nothing leading up to it. You are just thrown into the mix. So that's really what the persona is. The persona is a little bit of a backstory. It's like who you are and what you present to people, and then they can choose if they want to get to know you further past your persona. Now, some people's rising is more in tune with who they are at their core, and others are a little more mysterious. It all has to do with what placements you have in your chart and also the aspects being made to your ascendant and also the planets that are in your first house. Planets in the first house can also make a big difference as to what your persona is like and uh, how you present yourself. Using myself as an example again, I've talked before about my ascendant kind of being a bait and switch. 
which this is thanks to my ascendant being square with Neptune and just causing a lot of smoke and mirrors, the kind of a smoke and mirror effect. Sometimes I don't even know who I am, and that's also very much a Libra rising thing because Libra is the sign of the other. Having the sign of the other in the house of self means that sometimes we Libra risings tend to conform to the people around us. We're very chameleon-like. And again, it's not fake. Please don't think that air risings or Libra risings are fake people. It's just they're fluid. They can be one thing one day and one thing the next. Their aesthetic changes constantly, and they're just very good at seeing themselves in other people, and that's just kind of how they relate to the world. I also tend to think that air risings tend to be the most misrepresentative of who they actually are. And again, I do not mean that in a bad way. I'm an air rising, so I'm not talking shit on myself here, (laughs) but I just mean that air risings, they just feel really flowy and light. They feel really up in the air, so to speak. And I hope you enjoyed that pun. (laughs) So if you're someone who is very what you see is what you get. If you're not relating to what I'm saying right now, if you're a more very upfront person and your book is open to chapter 30 and like people are just diving in with you, then it's possible your rising is really indicative of the rest of your chart. For example, I have a friend who is a Scorpio sun, Aries moon, and Scorpio rising. Like this person is a fucking Scorpio through and through. I remember when I first looked at his chart, I was like, oh, what you see is what you get here. Like that there's no going deeper. Like his rising is not masking anything because you as because as you go deeper, it's just more Martian energy. Whereas for me, I'm a sweet baby Libra rising. I'm sweet and wonderful and everything's balanced and beautiful. And then you like just lightly dust off the surface a little bit. You don't even have to dig. You just like blow dust off the surface. <laughs> And then you find this loud, chaotic, aggressive, determined, and overly optimistic fire-dominant person. So look at your first house, my babes. Is your persona masking a lot? Or is it pretty in tune with who and how you are? Also think about how your first house impacts your body and your relationship to your body. If you have Mars in the first house, you might be someone who is super aggressive or just kind of like accident prone, maybe a little clumsy. Whereas if you have Jupiter in the first house, it's likely that you're larger than life and you're just loud and fun and people really like you. You attract, you know, goodness into your life. And if you have Mercury in the first house in its joy, then you are going to be a smooth operator. You're likely going to be a great conversationalist, and you'll enjoy talking, communicating, writing, all those mercurial significations. That's going to be in your first house. Mercury in its joy, you're going to love it. You're going to be very good at it. All right, my babes, I think we covered the first house pretty well, and that I gave you enough to chew on at this point in time. Look at your chart and really meditate with that first house. You babes wanted to know, how do I learn? How do I dive in? Well, I'm teaching you. This podcast is teaching you. So I'm telling you right now, this is your homework. Look at your first house and only your first house. Ask yourself how it impacts your life and your relationship to the world around you. Look at any aspects being made to your ascendant. If you have, uh, let's say, Mercury in a square or an opposition with the ascendant, So that's an aspect that you have. You might have trouble expressing yourself. 
or if you have Mercury in a trine or sextile to your ascendant, then you're going to be really good at expressing yourself and you'll be able to let things flow and let them out. So just think of the first house, what it means, and meditate on it. See if there's any planets there, look at the sign it's under, and then look at the aspects as well. If you find anything interesting or you just come up with something cool, then send me a message on Instagram at moonmatters.astro or you can find me on Twitter at moonmatters and let's chat about it. I really like when you guys slide into my DMs and you don't so much have like a, hey, explain this for me kind of question, but more of a, hey, I'm seeing this and I think it's this and what are your thoughts on it? I like when you babes come to me as students and you're asking me questions that I can tell you've already meditated and thought about it a little bit. That's what I like to see. That's the effort that I like to see from you guys. And then we have a conversation about it and it's much more fun that way. And I think it's a better way to learn than me just saying X, Y, Z and send you on your way. That's not the kind of teacher I am. I'm the kind of teacher that wants you to think critically and don't be afraid to be wrong. Never be afraid to come to me and say, hey, I think it's this, and uh, me kind of like tweak it for you a little bit. Because remember, you know your chart better than anyone because you're living it, baby. I'm not living your chart. You know. Don't ever give your power away. You know your chart the best. So if you find something cool about the first house or you meditated on it and you uh, just have had a revelation, tell me about it. I'd love to hear and chat with you. All right, my babes, I will see you all later.